The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, a rich man had a steward who was reported to him for squandering his property. He summoned him and said, what is this I hear about you? Prepare a full account of your stewardship because you can no longer be my steward. The steward said to himself, what shall I do now that my master is taking the position of steward away from me. I am not strong enough to dig and I am too ashamed to beg. I know what I shall do so that when I am removed from the stewardship, they may welcome him into their homes. He called in his master's debtors one by one. To the first he said, how much do you owe my master? He replied, 100 measures of oil. He said to him, here is your promissory note sit down quickly and write one for 50. Then to another the steward said, and you, how much do you owe? He replied, 100 cores of wheat. The steward said to him, here is your promissory note, write one for 80. And the master commended that dishonest steward for acting prudently. For the children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. I tell you, make friends for yourself with dishonest wealth, so that when it fails, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. The person who is trustworthy in very small matters is also trustworthy in great ones. And the person who is dishonest in very small matters is also dishonest in great ones. If therefore you are not trustworthy with dishonest wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? If you are not trustworthy with what belongs to another, who will give you what is yours? No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. My dear friends, the good news, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the words of the Holy Gospel blot out our sins. My dear friends, we usually are accustomed to hearing about the spiritual order in a Sunday homily. But you know there are two orders. There's a material order and a spiritual order. And sometimes they come across in the scriptures as uh, holiness and righteousness. You know, and these two things work together. To be holy is to be set apart for God to be set apart in this world, to do something for God, and to be righteous is to be the person who does 
the next right thing, who does what is right and what is uh, pleasing in God's eyes. And these two things work together. You wouldn't, now you wouldn't expect when you go to confession for the priest to pick your pocket and steal from you, right? Or you wouldn't expect a, a, a hardened criminal to be, act like a saint. So you've got to have both of those in your life, holiness and righteousness, uh, being set apart for God and doing the next right thing. And there's really, when you speak of righteousness, there's three kinds of righteousness. There's moral righteousness and social righteousness and spiritual righteousness. And today our readings are helping us to focus on uh, social righteousness, what it means to be a, a good person, a godly person in our society, and how we treat other people. It's kind of a, something that our culture is losing, this concept of uh, social virtues or social righteousness. Here's a quote from Eugene Peterson, who is a, a pastor of a church. There is little to admire and less to imitate in the people who are prominent in our culture. We have celebrities, but not saints. Famous entertainers amuse a nation of bored insomniacs. Infamous criminals act out the aggressions of the timid conformist. Petulant and spoiled athletes play games vicariously for lazy and apathetic spectators. People, aimless and bored, amuse themselves with trivia and with trash. Who do we hold up that we can imitate in our culture who has virtue and righteousness? You know, ancient Rome was known for this. Ancient Roman culture, they always stressed these virtues, both public and personal virtues. Some of them are comitas, clemencia, dignitas, firmitas, uh, frugitalitas, and, gra and gravitas. <laughs> or in English, humor, mercy, dignity, tenacity, and weightiness, gravitas, weightiness. They were known to strive for these virtues. That's what their whole culture was based on. And even America, we had it at one time. You know, Benjamin Franklin, he's very famous for his 13 virtues. And he, would, he, made, he had a checklist, and he would work on one virtue for a whole week, and then next week he'd work on a different virtue, and he'd cycle through every 13 weeks he would start again. His virtues, his social virtues were temperance, silence, order, resolution, frugality, industry, sincerity, justice, moderation, cleanliness, tranquility, chastity, and humility. You know, when I, once I was serving, when I was here 10 years ago, we took mission trips to, uh, to the Navajo Nation. They had a good way of talking about this, the Navajo. They said, there's two dogs inside you, a good dog and a bad dog. Feed the good dog. Don't feed the bad dog <laughs> by doing unrighteous things, but feed the good dog. Feed that righteous dog inside of you. And our readings today are showing us Exactly that. They're showing us how concerned God is with righteousness and how we treat other people. In fact, this prophet Amos, you know, he's here. He's telling us not to feed this bad dog of stealing, stealing from other people. Let me get it here. The prophet Amos, 
He says, there are those who will destroy the poor in the land, those who can't wait for religious service to be over so they can steal from the poor. He's, he's right in the heart of it. These are the two, there's four sins that we traditionally say cry out to heaven for vengeance. They're listed that way. The four sins that cry out to heaven for vengeance. And two of those Amos is listing today. Two of them, which is oppression of the poor, cries out to heaven for vengeance, and defrauding a laborer of their wages. These are really things that God is so concerned about that they cry out to heaven for vengeance. And so Amos is saying not to do that. Instead, friends, we've got to do the other. We've got to do the opposite. You know, we have to not trample on the poor and the, and the needy and not try to destroy the poor, but lift them up. Lift them up, as Mary says. You know, the God has lifted me up and put me on a pedestal. And we don't try to wait for religious service to be so we can do other things. We, that's not a good thing. We have to pay attention while we're here and connect our mind and heart to what we're doing here. And we don't try to steal from people. right? We try to be generous and share the wealth that God has given us with other people. Our Psalm 115 goes on the same, the same thing. He says, this is talking about what God does. This is the good dog. God raises up the lowly from the dust and from the dunghill. He lifts up the poor to seat them with princes and the princes of his own people. God lifts up the lowly and seats them with the princess. If God does that, if God is concerned with that, do you think that we should be? If God is going out of his way to tell us we have to lift up the poor and raise them out of the dunghill and put them on the throne with a prince, then so should we. And in our gospel, my dear friends, Jesus is not celebrating the motive of this unjust steward. It's a wicked motive. He wants someone to hire him when he gets fired, so he's going to steal from his master. He's not celebrating what the guy did. What the guy did was also immoral. Stealing is immoral. He's not celebrating that. What is Jesus pointing out to us today? His, his diligence. He really had to think this plan up, and then he had to work really hard to pull off this plan. God is saying, that's good. The children of light need to do that about eternal life. We need to think really hard about it and put a plan into place in our life so that we too can attain heaven and we too can become righteous people. Like Benjamin Franklin had that plan which he carried out his whole life trying to grow in virtue. We need a plan too. We need to be diligent. Instead, friends, you know, this, this, um, this unjust servant, uh, steward He's on fire for what he's doing, right? He's on fire to get another job, to steal. What are we on fire for? Do we ignore the poor? Where do we spend our time? Look at your calendar. Where do we spend our time? Where do we spend our money? Look at your checkbook, if they still have those things. Look at your how you spend your money. <laughs> How do you spend your money? What do you think about all day? What do you think about a lot? Do we ignore the poor? Do we hunger and thirst for righteousness, as Jesus says? Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness or justice. My friends, let us pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. 
Loving Father, bless me just as you have promised me. Help me to live a life of righteousness by walking according to your word and living as a selfless person, serving everyone around me. Help me to walk with integrity and shine brightly among my people. May my generation be blessed through me and through my actions. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.